You are listening to the Smarter Sales Show, where sales challenges are solved with tech and technique, so you can sell more and stress less. Please welcome your hosts, sales experts and funny ladies, Merit Khan and Julie Holmes. Hello and welcome. I'm Julie Holmes, and I am a tech expert specializing in how we leverage technology to improve our sales process. You can always tell it's me talking because within five minutes of every conversation, I'll let you know that there's an app for that. (laughs) And I am Merit Khan. I'm the sales technique expert of the duo. And anytime you hear the words, are you open to, that's how you'll recognize I'm talking. Every week, we solve one of your sales challenges from a smarter sales technique and technology perspective. And by the end of each episode, you're going to have so many ideas about sales attitudes and skills and game plans and different tech strategies and tips and tools. And we're going to make it so easy for you to execute so you can sell more and stress less. We love the fact that we are the premier sales podcast on C-Suite Radio, and we reach a global audience of people that are committed to sales success and putting it into action. And one of the questions that we got recently came from Carol in Florida. Now, Carol's in the real estate business, and she says her business has really grown from referrals, but Mm. she's wondering if there's a way to get more referrals instead of just waiting to see what falls into her lap. And so she wants to know, is there a tech or a technique solution to getting more referral business? Isn't that an awesome question this week, Julie? (laughs) It's a great question because I am super lazy. (laughs) And referrals are the best type of sales lead I can possibly get. There are so many reasons to love referrals, but namely, one, they're easy, but also because referrals are They're just so teed up for you. Is that your experience as well, Merit? Absolutely. The thing that I like about getting referral business is it's the lowest cost for acquisition of a new prospect, right? And it's usually got the highest closing ratio. Like if somebody tees it up really well for you, then you have a higher percentage of possibly closing that deal. Not to mention, it's going to be a faster sales cycle in the process. So there's so many good reasons to really build a deliberate strategy about growing referral business. I think that's true. The other thing I thought was super interesting was there are a number of studies and statistics indicating that referral business has significantly higher lifetime value to an organization. I think that one of the coolest things that we can do as sales professionals is to be super intentional about that referral business. I do have some tech that has definitely helped me generate more referrals and I can count pennies in the bank because of it, but I don't know that I have been as good from a technique perspective when it comes to making sure that I am getting the most referrals I possibly can. I know that there are things that I am missing from a technique perspective. So Merit, tell me you have got an answer for this. You are in luck, Julie. I mean, I actually used to teach a two-day course just about growing referral business deliberately, having a really solid game plan. And ultimately, those two full days boil down to four things. It's really the who, what, when, and how of getting referrals. So the first thing I would say is that there is a distinction between getting a referral and getting an introduction. Okay. What do you mean by that? Well, a referral is when somebody says, you know what? I think you should talk to Julie. Why don't you give her a call? Tell her I told you to call. 
right? Just use okay. my name and number, right. right? That's a <laughs> referral. What we really want is an introduction. So if you imagine that you and I are both at a barbecue in a backyard somewhere, and there's somebody that I want to introduce to you, I would walk them from the food table over to the bar where you're probably hanging out, right? You'd That's be at fair. The bar. That's fair. <laughs> and I would say, you know, I don't know if you guys should be doing business together, but Tom, I think you should meet Julie. Julie's a tech expert. She knows all the technology to shortcut your sales process. And, and mm. I do think it makes sense for you to talk. So I would introduce him in that way to you. And that's an introduction. That's what we want to replicate. I'm not going to say, hey, Tom, go over to Julie at the bar. Tell her I said to come over. Like, that would be weird, right? Yeah, it would be weird. I mean, I'm not going to say that's never happened to me before, but I can see where that is not as effective. But it also gives me a chance, I suppose, to say to you, Merritt, that's great that you've introduced me to Tom. What was it that he said that made you feel like we should meet? Exactly. Mm. That is a perfect way to tee it up. That's why it's an introduction and not a referral. So I always make that distinction up front. And you, you pointed to something that's interesting, and it goes back to the mindset. And you know I'm always preaching sales mindset as a really you know um. important starting point. <laughs> and one of the things is I want to have a mindset going into asking for introductions that's something like, I'm not looking for you to introduce me to my next big client. I'm just looking for you to make an introduction to somebody who's open to nope. talking to me. There's that word. There it is. <laughs> I just want an introduction to somebody who's open to talking with me about what I offer. And then that way it takes a lot of the pressure off of you because mm. you and I have the relationship. You know, I don't want to put pressure on you to have to come up with my next big client. That's not your responsibility. That's my job. So what you're saying is, is if you can kind of diffuse that, then you're actually even more likely to get a better introduction. Right. So yeah. we've got kind of the idea of a referral and the introduction is better than a referral. Right. Now I want to get to the four pieces of the puzzle that are so important and the okay. most important techniques. So, okay. So give me the who. Okay. So who to ask for introductions or referrals. You've got two categories. One is clients and one is influencers. Now okay. clients are obvious, right? Those are the people who can speak to the work that you do. Influencers are people like colleagues or advisors to your ideal prospects. So in my world as a sales trainer, coach, consultant, these would be people in M&A businesses, mergers and acquisitions, right? I've gotten great referrals for them because they're in conversations with their clients about their business practices. And if you're going to yeah. merge or acquire a company or you're looking to be acquired, you need to have your sales at a certain level and I can help you get there. And so that's a good referral source for me. Accountants, financial advisors, those are other examples of influencers. So first Great. you want to be clear about who you're asking. The second piece okay. of the puzzle is what are you going to say to these people? In terms of clients, the thing that I would actually say to them if I was asking a client for an introduction, I would say, here's how I want you to set this up. What I don't want them to do is say, oh my gosh, you should talk to Merit. She's the most amazing sales guru. She'll have, her, you know, then, then. Even though all of that is true. Well, yeah, you know, we know that, but right, the prospect doesn't know that yet. <laughs> but I also don't want to be set up so high that like I'm supposed to walk on water. I'd like to surprise them with my genius. Okay. That's <laughs> so, a fair point. Right. So I would tell my client to say, listen, here's how to set me up. I can't guarantee that you would get the same business results when you work with Merit, but I can guarantee that it makes sense to have a conversation with her. So 
That's what I would say to set up my clients. Yeah. What I love about what you've just said is first of all, you've given them the language. Yes. So you haven't just said, hey, would you make an introduction for me? Good luck. Go ahead, Mary. You were saying about influencers. So with the influencers, it's almost the same language, but I might Mm. say to an advisor of businesses that I could work with, I might say, here's a good thing to make an introduction. I don't know if you should be doing business with Merit, but based on what you shared with me about the frustrations you're having with your sales team, it definitely makes sense for you to connect, for you to have a conversation with her. If you're open to it, can I share your contact information with her? Clients and influencers, there's just a little nuance, but basically it's the same idea. I don't know if you'll get the same results. I don't know if it makes sense to do business together, but if you're open to it, it does make sense to have a conversation. Can I share your information? So that's how I would, what to say. Now, the next question that I'm always asked is, well, when should I be asking for introductions and referrals? And that's pretty simple. When it's a client, your trigger is anytime they give you a compliment. We have a compliment. We say, great, I'm so happy that I've delivered value for you. Mm-hmm. Would you be open to making an introduction for me to somebody else who might also be helped? When it's an influencer, I have a rule that it's like a vitamin pill, one a day. Just think one a day, I want to have a conversation with an influencer to ask for an introduction. Now, maybe not the same influencer every single day, but one a day, one influencer. The last piece of the puzzle is how do I thank people for making introductions? And so I would say there's just, there's several ways to do that, right? We could thank people with a referral fee, a small gift, bonus work, donations to their favorite charity. There's lots of things like that. But I would say the most important thing is to reward the behavior you want to see repeated, not just the result. So if you give Mm. me an introduction, I want to thank you whether or not that turns into business for me. That's a great point. I love that. Yeah. Well, uh, I think I did a lot of the talking. I would love to hear about the tech solutions for referral business. Well, I could go on. How much time am I allowed to have to talk about (laughs) tech, Merit? Oh, you got all the time you need. (laughs) I could go crazy about this because you know there's some apps for that. (laughs) When it comes to the technology for referrals, just like with all forms of technology, we are looking for tech that will complement the technique that you are putting into place. I'm really excited about this idea of breaking it down into who, what, when, and how for this technique, because that really helps me to think about it as a process. And and I'm a real process thinker. So when it comes to the technology to support referrals, the very first thing that I would say is around cultivating. So this is one thing that I've worked really hard on in my business, and that is making sure that I get from testimonials to referrals. Now, you mentioned early on that, you know, when somebody gives you a compliment, you ask for a referral. Right. Well, there are different kinds of compliments. So I think you're absolutely right that when someone gives you a compliment in passing, you should say, oh, and, you know, I'm so glad that you're enjoying working with me. I would love to talk to you more about who else might benefit from the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. What I'm interested in from a cultivation perspective is when people give me written testimonials. Or when they give me those compliments in some form, how am I taking that compliment and 
keeping track and developing and converting that into referrals. Oh, God. If there's a tech solution for that, I really need that one because I just, like, I hear good things and then I don't do anything with them. It's really frustrating. It's almost like you didn't get the compliment because does a tree make a sound in the forest? That analogy, you're like, did Merritt really Uh get a compliment (laughs) if no one hears it? (laughs) Well, the trick when it comes to just cultivating those is that we want to extend them. So at its most simple, we use social media to generate social proof. That's one of the most important things that we do on social media is to tell even our generic prospects, right? Not the ones that we've gotten through referral. So how do I take those people that already love me? And even if it's not a direct referral, I want to use that testimonial and I want to extend it and grow the reach of it. Mm. So the first thing that I would encourage you to do from a tech perspective is to actually have a list of everywhere where you keep all of your testimonials and your referrals. You know, like I love get it together, <laughs> get it together in one place. Hmm. And from a growing or a cultivating perspective, imagine, for example, that somebody sends you an email and we've all got emails like this, hopefully that say, oh, Julie, it's been such a joy to work with you. I, In fact, I got one today. And they always make people stay. So if you aren't sending emails like this, you should anyway. <laughs> but I presented to the National Sales Conference earlier this week in a virtual program. And I got a message saying that it was the very first time somebody had attended that program. And because of me, they were going to continue to watch. They loved everything about the energy and the enthusiasm. And oh, it was amazing. That's great. What I'm going to do now is I have a process where I will take that same testimony and I will go back to them. And of course, I will thank them for their great, you know, thank you so much for the compliment. Would you mind sharing that on LinkedIn as well? Hmm. Here's a way for you to quickly and easily share that on LinkedIn. So the first tech solution is to make sure that you know where all of your testimonials are and to get those spread on all of your possible social channels. And that includes going from an email to LinkedIn, from LinkedIn to a Google testimonial so that you've got them on your Google company page. That means making sure that you know, I've got all these testimonials that are on my website. I know what industry they're in. So that takes us to the second bit of tech, which is about tracking referrals. Testimonials are great, but at a certain point, we want to go from testimonial to referral. Right. And to go from testimonial to referral, that's a process. And you hit it on the head, right? Who, what, when, and how. So when it comes to the tech for that, the very first and most obvious place you should be doing that is in your CRM. Now, your customer relationship management system, its function is to keep track of everything for you about your customer relationships, hence the name. (laughs) But most of the time, most salespeople don't keep track of referrals in the same way. So they don't have a process in their CRM that says, I asked for a referral. I got a referral. I thanked for my referral. Now, if you don't have a CRM, and again, we work primarily, right? Most of our listeners are entrepreneurial salespeople. Right. They're out there, nose to the grindstone. They're making things happen. Whether they work for a big company or not, they take ownership of their sales process. Right. And for them, I would say, even if your CRM doesn't have this capability or you don't have a CRM, you can use a tool like Asana or Trello. Those are both kind of management systems that you can use to move things from one stage to another or to keep track of things. So somewhere on a spreadsheet, wherever it is, I keep track of mine in Asana because it's great and it's free for most things that you want to use Asana for. So if you're an individual user and you just want a cool tool that you can use to organize and group things, Asana is great. 
So here I can keep track of here's everybody I do business with. Here's everybody I've asked for a referral, what referrals I've asked for. Here's all the referrals I've gotten, what happened with those referrals. And here's a note about thanking them. Mm. So once we know what's happening with all of our referrals and we've got a system for keeping track of them, then we get to the thanking part or the follow-up part because I'm really impressed actually that your last stage in referrals was how to thank them because that's what's going to keep them giving you more referrals. They want to know that it mattered and they're giving you trusted contacts. They're bringing you into their inner circle. They deserve and we should be giving them back results on that. So from a thanking perspective, the very first thing is make sure you set up a system to track your email follow-ups. So if they do that email introduction, hey, I don't know if it makes sense for us to talk, you know, for you to talk, but if you're open to it, look, Mary, I'm using your words. If you're (laughs) open to it, I'd love to connect you two for a conversation is great. But now if you kind of get busy and you forget and you don't go back to them and say, well, thank you for that follow-up. I just wanted to let you know I reached out to them. Mm -hmm. Or better yet, you can put a trigger on that follow-up to say, listen, it's been a month or it's been a week or it's been two weeks. And maybe you have a recommendation as to how long that should go. But I've tried to reach out to Merit and Merit hasn't gotten back to me. So is it possible that you could maybe you know, renew that introduction for me. Right. Um, I would love to talk to them and I really think I could help them. So having that follow-up technology and making sure that you know what your due date is so that you don't let these valuable referrals slip through the cracks. That is so important because if you don't have a way to track it, you don't know whether or not that referral source is worth investing more time into that relationship. And also, I want to make sure that I'm nurturing my referral, my introduction sources, and I'm on the lookout for how other ways that I could help them too. I want to keep them as motivated as possible. Because sometimes I think we have this perception of like how good somebody is as a referral source. Yeah. And it's actually quite different if we do the data. I mean, it used to take me a long time. I remember years ago doing this exercise where I tried to figure out like how much business did I get in revenue from different referral sources. And that would have been a lot easier if I had a technology tool, (laughs) you know, to handle, help me with that. Well, I think that comes back down to just tracking everything. Yeah. As much as we can track the ability to track data about sales makes all the difference in your ability to know where to focus your efforts so that you aren't wasting time and that you are really capitalizing and cultivating on the things that work best for you, for your clients, and for your marketplace and your industry. But I think that we should talk about proper thinking too, like physical, actual thinking, not just following up and letting people know what happens, although you should definitely do that. Thanking is one of the things that I love. And there's a couple of cool things that really let us scale our ability to thank. And that's, again, technology. The great equalizer allows you to scale and allows you to personalize in a way that would be hard for us to manage if we were doing it one at a time. Mm. So the first thing I love to do when it comes to thanking people is I love to do personalized greeting cards. Ooh, now, that sounds now, fun. Now, of course... 
everybody always says, right, oh, send a thank you card, send a thank you card, and you get your generic thank you card at Target, and you open it up, and you go, dear Merit, thank you so much. (laughs) But what I love to do is there are some great apps like Inc., for example, and again, I'll put links to these in the show notes, and there's lots of different apps that are very similar to this. But imagine that the next time you're out with your client, or you see them, or even if it is just a picture that you've taken of them at an event or a picture of their office or you name it. But instead of sending them a card that says just thank you on the front, you send them a card that has their face on the front of it. Oh, that's cool. And ideally not just their face, but also your face. Right. You I would together. Keep that. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. People don't want to throw themselves away. You know, if they just get a, a thank you card that's generic, they might go, oh, that's nice. Oh, I read it. I'm done with it. I'm going to pitch it in the bin. Mm-hmm. But now they've got a card that has a, their personal face on it that's been custom printed with your kind of handwriting on the inside, even though it's all been automated. And you've done it all in a matter of two minutes. And not only that, but you have crafted that card, you have put the picture on it, you have written the message inside, and they mail it for you. Wow. Because you might not have a stamp on you. That's the part that always gets me. I never have a stamp around. You'd think I just stock them in the office, but it's all those little pieces. But if so I could just use tech, like there's a app for that, I'm sure. Yeah. So ink is the one that I use, right? Which is this, it creates the card and mails it all for one fee of like, and it's not very much. It's like $4 a card. So cards are kind of a given. I always do cards. The other thing that I'll do sometimes is I'll extend that into some more digital gifts. So things like um, e-gifts, or I can do a donation to their favorite charity. But one of the things that I love about what tech lets me do is it lets you send them, for example, there are candy companies like Sugar Wish, where you can send them a gift card that says, I would love for you to pick your own candy. And instead of me picking a gift for them, I send them a gift and say, here, pick your own candy. You get to choose what gift you want, but know that I'm thinking of you and I'm grateful. And of course, there's tons of referral software applications out there like Referral Candy, which is really like almost self-service referral where people can earn points and, you know, oh, I've done so many referrals and that process is automated. That's great if you are in a B2C environment. And in fact, by the way, we've all experienced these referral apps when you look at things like, oh, if you and a friend sign up for, you know, XYZ program, then you both get 15% off your first month. Right. Yeah. So that's the other thing I would encourage is what can you give that would be a value to the person who has made that introduction for you. Right. And so if you use technology properly, it enables you to scale and to truly personalize what you're giving them. Yeah. And that is the way to everyone's heart. Everybody wants to feel special. Right. And so what are you doing in the referral process and how are you using technology to help them feel special? You know, I love that. I love how synergistic the ideas that we both have today on this topic really work together because it's, you know, who are you asking and you're, you know, you're putting that information in the CRM, you're you're using your technique for what to say, you're getting the clarity from your CRM about when and you're tracking how you're thinking and you're asking people and that's another perfect marriage of tech and technique. It's like we should do a podcast about it. (laughs) If only there was a podcast. I think it's so good and I love I love referrals and I'm so grateful that Carol asked that question 
because yeah. it's one of those things that I don't think about as much as I feel I should as a sales professional. Yeah, so many sales professionals really need to make referrals and introductions a more deliberate strategy for growing their business. And when I think about all the industries are referral driven, you know, financial services, insurance, Network marketing. Network marketing. Yeah, that's a good one. Real estate. There's so many. Um, but really, you could make the argument that every business is uh, you know, good for a referral and introduction strategy. So I love Carol's question. Thank you so much. You know, Listeners, we want to hear from you. What's the challenge that you have that you would like a tech and technique solution for? We will be watching our email for your questions, and we'll be answering them live on the air every Wednesday. So be sure to email us at hello at thesmartersalesshow.com. And I think, I know we're going to get a ton of questions, which I love doing, and I'm, I'm excited to hear how everybody is going to be applying the things that we've talked about in this referrals episode. But I wonder, Merritt, if it would make sense for our next episode to really touch on the the kind of the pinnacle sales tool that all salespeople and all sales professionals should be leveraging. And that is, you guessed it, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm reading your so, mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all know. Like, I mean, we're talking about referrals and we're talking about testimonials. And I just think that it might make sense for us to do a whole episode on LinkedIn and what, because I'll tell you what, I'm good at LinkedIn. I'm really good at LinkedIn, but I'm not really good at what to type into those messages on LinkedIn. So I think that I have a few things that I could definitely learn from you in that area. And I think I have a few things I could show you that would be pretty impressive on what you can do with LinkedIn and some of the tools to support LinkedIn. I'm sure I have a lot to learn about (laughs) the tools and the tech that would support me. I know exactly what to say in those LinkedIn messages and all that. So I got you covered there. That sounds like a great episode. (laughs) An episode I need. (laughs) So that'll be the next episode. Make sure that you tune in to learn more about how you can use tech and technique. And we will focus specifically on LinkedIn In the meantime, if you're open to it, leave us a review on your favorite podcast channel. It really helps us to grow our listenership, and we want to reach as many sales professionals as possible with some great tech and technique. Until then, sell more, stress less, but more importantly, sell smarter. I'm Merit. Are you open to it, Khan? And I am Julie. There's an app for that. Holmes, thanks for listening, and uh, stay tuned, because I bet we've got a few bloopers at the end. Woohoo! <laughs> Be sure to tune in every Wednesday to the Smarter Sales Show. If you want a tech and technique solution to your sales challenge, send an email to hello at thesmartersalesshow.com. And don't forget to check out the show notes. If you'd like a transcript of today's show with links to the tools we mentioned during the episode, as well as reminders when the episodes are released, please visit our website and subscribe to our email updates at thesmartersalesshow.com. You could just say, you know, I don't know if it makes sense for you to do business with Merit, but I do. Wait a minute. Was that the same thing I just said? Oh, I think it is. (laughs) It is. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.